Hi there, welcome to Fierce Marriage. I'm Selena. And I'm Ryan. And we are excited to bring you a new episode talking about loneliness within marriage and aka God's design for community within marriage. So what does that mean? Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of couples or a lot of spouses that feel lonely mm-hmm. despite living full-time with the whole family. Well, you're saying twofold. So lonely maybe within their marriage and right. or lonely together. Like I, we're married and we don't really feel like we're connected to yeah, community and there's yep. more to be had. Yeah, I know that we've had those seasons. I know that I've had that those seasons individually season right where now. you've left me alone. <laughs> we both. <laughs> we're both just lonely. Anyway, we will see you in just a sec. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. All right, so it's so good to be back. We uh, we're coming off just kind of a really busy couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's been good though. You know what? I think we say that every week though. I know God's good. He keeps us keeps our keeps the soil going. Yep, keeps things growing and needing pruning and. Yeah, I think uh, namely we got to uh, we got to be a part of what our friends. So our friends up to the north. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Bothell area. In the Bothell area, have a, they had a, a date night. There's yeah. about a hundred people there. They I do think. this, yeah. They do this about three times a year, and it's really cool event. I feel like all churches should do this, only because it's it's a it's a date night for young and marrieds, which is kind of. It was funny because there's, you know, there's older couples with younger right. kids. So it's like young and married. So young people and or young kids <laughs> and married. Like, so it was a really cool dynamic. We got to drive up there and meet with our friends, Jeff and Ashley Potts. They are the, Jeff Potts. They are the young married <laughs> pastors, yep. the young married ministry pastors. Yes, yes. And so. And they, and I particularly loved yeah. the format. It was great. Because we weren't, they, um, they didn't just have us speak. It was like we were sitting down having a conversation. Yeah. And there was, you know, intentionality around it. Yes, it was great. And we had, so we went in and kind of like, they played some games and it was really fun. And they did that. We kind of introduced ourselves and they went and gotten like, got dessert and ice cream, which was so cool. It was this like pint of really delicious ice cream from a locally sourced area at Mm, so local <laughs> it was so good <laughs> but they had rubber bands with two spoons on the outside like so you just share a pint of ice cream we totally yeah, got to share it, a pint of ice cream while we were answering questions it was just awesome all around and i think logistically <laughs> it's really nice too for the people hosting the event because yes. there's hardly any cleanup right you don't have to there's like, not a ton of setup really like yeah. it was just it was such yeah. a cool event so so we had a lot of fun doing yeah that. we met a lot of great people and um it and was, we're also, I'm just super, we're, so that was fun. And then yeah. we're headed out of town tomorrow, yeah. which is a Thursday for us. Yeah. And we are going to the beach. We're yeah. going to go spend Go down nights. to Cannon Beach in Oregon. Yeah. So. Yeah. The Oregon no coast. No one knows what that is basically, but it's an amazing place. So Oregon coast. Is it central? It's not central Oregon. It's more no, northern. It's northern. Yeah. yeah. Northwestern Oregon. So but it's a beautiful if, place. If you are any, any land lubbers here, <laughs> any landlocked people, and we have a yes. lot of people to the south and yeah. to the east. Um, if you don't know, the Oregon coast is, I think, the most beautiful part yeah. of the American coast yeah. line. Like all the We've American coast We've driven it a few times. Yes. A dozen times or so. <laughs> anyway, so that's, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think we're going to, as we usually do, I'd love to do a, a quickly do yeah. a heart check. Yep. I mostly just want to hear what's going on in your heart. I, I got, know. We've had kind of a busy week. Yeah, yeah. Go and ahead. it just kind of keeps us connected and stuff. And the heart check basically is three questions. 
What's what uh, book is in your hand? What voice is in your ear? Whether that's a podcast, a pastor, or a friend, somebody who's speaking into your life, and what is stirring in your heart as a mm-hmm. result. So, you go. Okay. Um, so I've been, I picked up, well, you actually got me for Mother's Day, uh, two Jen Wilkin books, None Like Him, is what I'm starting with, and then there's the prequel that, I forget the name of it, but it's coming, it's right. downstairs. I'm glad but you it, liked the gifts I got, you don't even remember what they're called. <laughs> I know, because, well, I told you to get me these gifts. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, it's really great. And I went out of my way. So it's called None Like Him, on ten, <laughs> 10 Ways God is Different from Us and Why That's a Good Thing. Um, and Jen Wilkins is just amazing at teaching a lot of things, but one thing is how to love God with your mind. And that is really mm. kind of totally where I'm at because I have always been a, a thinker. I get myself into trouble with that, but I've you always been a, kind yeah. of a deep thinker and for, fortunately and unfortunately, you're but a deep thinker and you're a, a, a perpetual thinker. <laughs> yeah. So always this is, thinking. I'm like, this is good. I need to love God with my thoughts and how I think. And anyways, it's, it's really, I've just just started it like literally on like the third page so i'm super excited to jump into this um and then what voices in my ear um again journey women i was listening today to a podcast about community and she had a guest speaker on there i think he's the like the community pastor at a church and he's a counselor as well and it was really really good and answering questions like how do we how do we lovingly like confront somebody in our community or when do we do that? And you know, one of the big things that stuck out to me was that um, he, he said a good question to kind of ask yourself is, are you trying to be a peacemaker or are you trying to just like keep the peace? You know, like if, if we're keeping the peace, we're going to fall into kind of like passivity and just kind of like, okay, let's just make sure everything's okay and not really address the issue. But if you're trying to be a peacemaker and you're in community with somebody and you, you mm. love them and you're known by them and they know you and you have this relationship, you know, you're kind of willing to, to inflict a wound in order to bring peace. Like Jesus came and brought peace between us and God. Right. right? And so he's our, 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 the person, the ideal icon it's of like, peace. And it's so, like surgery, right? You, yeah, you absolutely. You inflict a wound with the intent of healing. Right, a right. deeper wound. And yeah. that was good for me to hear. You know, I think we all kind of have our communities at, at church, and if you don't, you should get into one, which we're talking about today, um, where you just, you're like, do I say something? Is this just something that's rubbing me the wrong way? Is this a sin or is this, you know, and so kind of uh, ciphering through those, this was just a really good podcast to listen to and just bring some clarifying thoughts to. Um, and what's stirring in my heart, um, just wanting to read and write, honestly, like hmm. I told you, um, I kind of got the outline. Yeah. We're working on our second, our, second, our book, next yeah. book with, with our publisher. Yeah. So it's already started. It's due in a scary short amount yes, of time. But God is good. I feel like he's yeah. just been breathing life onto it and we're, I'm really excited about where it's going. And I feel like that's just kind of been stirring in my heart. In like fact, the, the I clarity would, is, yeah, God's bringing all the pieces together. He is. And I would love to hear what our awesome listeners have to say about it. Yeah. So the idea that we're kicking around. So the book that we just released is called Fierce Marriage. It's kind of geared more toward younger married couples. It's a marriage are, manifesto. Yeah. It's kind of like God's image of marriage yeah. a lot with, along with our story, right? right? It's just not, it's not like a textbook, but right. it's very like conversational, could, right. co-traveling. Right. That's kind of just been our approach here on out. And yeah. I think we'll continue that. But uh, this next book is, is basically like the season we're in right now. Which is fighting familiarity, mm-hmm. and I think that's even a title that we're possible. We're, yeah. we're tossing yeah. around; it's all up in the like air. Fighting familiarity within your marriage, and how like living intentionally and on mission with God right. fights that, and like how we can um, love each other better and know each other better and pursue each other better, and right. why those are like 
driven in the gospel, like why God has right. promoted so, those things. And yeah. And the analogy, I, you know, I love analogies. I, I always love talk analogies. <laughs> they just always bring meaning in a very short to your analogies. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I think if we picture like a plane taking off, right. The first, yeah. they always say like the, the most dangerous part of your flight is the, is the takeoff and the landing. Right. right? So like, Fierce Marriage, the book, would be like that takeoff book, like preparing for takeoff and like mm-hmm. actually lifting your wheels off the ground and getting up to mm-hmm. you know, cr- cruising altitude. I would right. say this next book is like cruising altitude. Right. You know, that you're going about life. Right. You are, you're having kids, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yep. And it's really easy to fall asleep at the wheel, just to go on autopilot right. And, right. and not really enjoy the journey. Right. Well, and, and not live this, on mission. Not live on, on mission. Yeah. And, and we can drift. Yeah. So I think to carry that analogy through is like just a few degrees off, and you end up in a right. in, you know in a completely different yeah. location yeah. than you were than you wanted to, or that yeah. God was asking you to. Yeah. So this book's all about that. And I, yeah. So if you're and if you're you can't cruise forever, so you do have to kind of land and then take off again. So I, that's I'm yeah. just all that to say. Like, I know our first book is kind of that taking off, but I do think it has it holds it deals a lot with beliefs as well. So I don't yeah. want to limit it to like, oh, if they're newlyweds, just read the book. It's like if you're married. I would encourage you to read the book. And you realize you had, you never actually took off. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like we can, there's a lot in there that is not, it's not just for married couple, like newlyweds. So there's, it's, it's our marriage manifesto and like a conversation that if we could have with you about marriage and like where you're at, that would be, the book would be Mm -hmm. that. And this one would be us like coaching a marriage that, you know, young kids are in the picture or whatever, mm-hmm. or, or, or just your, so anyway, that's the kind of the big idea for the second book. We would, yeah, give as us a, a listener, thumbs up, thumbs down <laughs> yeah, and why and the place to do that, go to our website, fiercemarriage.com slash podcast. There's yeah. a thing there and there's a form, just fill it out and leave in a comment and yeah. say like idea sucks or the idea is good. You don't have to explain. <laughs> this is why. This, well, or you I, can explain, I, like I guess. Hearing, yeah. Just know that that would help us out a lot because we're trying yeah. to get a feel for we it. We want to be I think I'll probably contributors like a, and helpful. I might do a little poll here yeah. to our email list or something. Awesome. So, so what book is in your hand? I have started reading um, a book by John Calvin, no oh, less. Oh, yeah. What is it? The little, I don't have it in my... It's like the little golden <laughs> booklet for the Christian life. She picked it up and she goes, is this book about pirates? <laughs> it looks <laughs> like, like a it. It's a really book. old-timey looking book. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that one honestly just punched me in the face. Like the first chapter or the first uh, paragraph, I was yeah. like... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's so uh, good. Super anyway, intense. Really intense, really, but beautifully written too. Yeah. A lot of times, uh, John Calvin, obviously, very, uh, you know, writer of antiquity, yeah. if you will. And uh, it, a lot of times those guys can be pretty like hard to, to, to swallow. Right. This is very beautifully written. Yeah. And so I'm reading that. I, I finished uh, Play the Man. Yeah. Uh, I can't, honestly, I kind of gave up on it the last few chapters because I just, it, it's not really. So I, you didn't actually I, finish it. You just kind of. I, I'm I'm finished with it. <laughs> okay. I, actually, I didn't even I didn't even set it down. I just threw it across the room. No, you didn't. I'm done. I'm done. Anyway, so that that's a good book. It, it, I um, you know, it's uh, I, I it was helpful for me. Where yeah. it just kind of helped, kind of like like just kindle some excitement. Mm. Um, it was it, and there's yeah. some good stuff in there. Like some good things you but, gleaned. I feel like in yeah, our conversations. Yeah. Um, and then, so, and then the master plan for evangelism. We're working on that one too. So, nice. Yeah. So, what voice is in your ear uh, besides you know, mine? Right, a good friend, this second. A friend's voice <laughs> is in my ear. Joel Parker. Oh, nice. So I don't know if Joel. He probably doesn't listen to it. Joel just got back from Iraq. Yeah. He was there on a. He's um. He's a good friend. I sit on the board for a nonprofit. He's the founder and the chairman. Or he's not the chairman. He's the. He's the. Uh, what's the term they use? President. Okay. An editor in chief mm-hmm. of Nations Foundation. Uh, and they tell Where stories. Where can I learn more about it if I want? Nationsmedia.org. Awesome. 
or ethicnationsfoundation.com, but just do nation media, nationsmedia.org. Uh, amazing. It's like National Geographic, but telling the stories of modern reformers, people mm-hmm. who, are, who are spreading the gospel in the deep, dark places of the world. Mm-hmm. And their stories told beautifully with, with photos, photos and video. Yeah. So they've, they've got one documentary called Iraq, Iraq, uh, something, uh, A New Hope. I think wow. I should know this. It's like Star Wars. A new hope. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, na- anyway, but so That's awesome. Joel has just been really encouraging because, as I mentioned in our last week's podcast, we're, we just launched a uh, we relaunched a brand that started about six seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Selena and I. It's a watch company. Long story short, if you want more detail, listen to that. Listen to that podcast last week. <laughs> but um, or go the, to cruxwatches.com. Yeah, it's cruxwatches, and uh, I'll be very fast about this. But cruxwatches.com, and basically, we're, we launched a Kickstarter to. Um, create this new line of watches we're calling the sojourner watches and everything is from this premise that uh jesus changed everything the name like the cross changed everything Mm -hmm. that's what crux means in latin is the cross Mm -hmm. anyway so and the way we're living that out is actually not a we don't have much to gain from it uh because we're giving away most of the profit to to nations media to nations foundation Mm -hmm. um, but also to other reformers around the world and people who buy the watch help to fund that but they also get to be a part of it right it's so awesome. we had this whole just video like on Kickstarter and stuff. Multiplied giving. And so it's great. Yeah. So Joel, just having got back, he's we've been talking about just how to continue the momentum going on that. And he's just been really encouraging. And He's a really, um, him and Rachel are so amazing. And yeah, they're an amazing power couple. We actually mentioned them in our, in our book, First I know, Marriage. We yeah. do. Yeah. So what's stirring in your heart? Is that uh, kind of linked it, yeah. there? Yeah. Yeah. Good. That's awesome, Ben. Just trying to figure out how to steward this thing well and get this get this thing launched it's um, awesome my focus if you're worried is not changing i know you're not worried but I'm as far worried. as like writing and marriage and yeah. stuff like that like god has called us here and we're going to stay here as long as he lets us but i feel like he's also given us um kind of leeway to do the crux thing that's great so love it here we are so jumping into our discussion today again talking about kind of loneliness within marriage and loneliness like maybe you're experiencing that as a married couple. We've had a right. few people write into us and say, like, we don't feel ha- we don't feel like we have community, or we're not sure how to begin to have community or what that looks like. And so we hope to kind of alleviate that a bit and um, kind of understand, just unpack what it means to be in community with your spouse. Like Ryan and I are in community together. What that looks like and how to. Right. Kind of combat the loneliness within your marriage, but also outside of it in terms of like with your community and where it, kind of where right. it comes from. Some of those pressure points. I well, think. I think this whole conversation was we were driving this morning and yeah. we thought you, 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 were, you were talking about what was the verse? It's in Genesis 2. Mm-hmm. Genesis, uh, was it 2.18? Yeah, where God says, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him or right. some translations say a helper who is fit for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Genesis two eighteen. Yeah. And you got to thinking is like, why? I mean, we were just kind of musing about like, why did, cause you were helping me do something. <laughs> yeah, no. And it was, well, and I was talking about the podcast that I just mentioned right. on journey women and there was, it was talking about community. And then she said, it is not good for man to be alone referencing this verse like, right. in the beginning when God created everything. It's like, he said, it's not good for, for man to be alone. God himself really is. He's not alone. He's a triune God. There's three right. in one. And as image bears, how does that play out into our own, our own lives and our own marriage? Yeah. Well, I think lots of couple, I mean, I've, like we said earlier in the intro, we, I've definitely felt alone at times, mm-hmm. uh, in our, in our marriage. Now, I, I think that th- those times have been few and far between. And I know that we felt alone as a couple mm-hmm. and we felt like we've lacked community. And so I, what, what I'm hoping to do 
in the next few minutes is just look at this verse. Say, well, okay, God did not have to create it this way. Right. He could have created us as completely autonomous people right. who didn't really need another person to reproduce. Like we could right. just create little clones of ourselves right. and keep going. I know there's lots of, uh, the, what is that? <laughs> Asexual go. reproduction, right? right? <laughs> You're really nerdy about it, but there's organisms in nature that still do that yeah. or that do that. Yeah. And God, so we know that it's in God's repertoire. Right. Right. <laughs> but for whatever reason, he said it is not good for man to be alone. Well, and I think being image bearers of God reflects his reasoning and, yeah. in some ways yes. because... So it's he... not for whatever reason. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take that rebuke. <laughs> um, but I think, I think you and I tend... I think it's easy for a husband and a wife to fall, you know, into this, this loneliness. Like... Adam was in the garden, like right. naming things, doing like fulfilling his role as like taking dominion and like stewarding, doing all the things. And God's like, it's not good for you to be alone. I'll make a helper. And we're not talking about biblical roles here today, although we could easily go down that path. But we're talking about, you know, why, why did God create someone to help him and why that's important for us to, to not be alone? Because I think even with, you know, the development of the internet and social media, we are so connected and yet we're so disconnected. Like, Oh, for sure. We function very disconnectedly. I have a perfect example of that. Okay. So uh, to talk about nations foundation Mm -hmm. and Joel, we were actually at Q conference in Mm -hmm. Nashville Mm -hmm. and you know this, but uh, a couple weeks back Yeah. and amazing conference, amazing people. And this, what my experience is not any negative thing toward them or toward Joel and the other board members. So I sit on the board. So we all went as a board to this event Mm -hmm. um, so that we could kind of like think more, uh, I mean, just learn and gain Sit community. in that area of yeah. questioning. Because Q is all about like asking hard questions right. and reconciling culture with, with right. the gospel. Right. And so after that, we had this party mm-hmm. and it was a Drew Holcomb concert and it was at some really hip, trendy place in Nashville. Is he Ellie Holcomb's husband? I think there's a, there's a chance of it. I don't Probably. honestly know. Yeah, I think so. He's an amazing musician. Yeah, she's so is she. <laughs> really yeah. great. Yeah. So clearly they've got, yeah, they, they probably have common ground. Yes. <laughs> so we're at this concert and it's, and everybody knew everybody, except I didn't know anyone. <laughs> and all the people that I came with were talking to other acquaintances and things. And they had all, and I was literally just a wallflower <laughs> and I felt so awkward and I'm not used to that. I'm not yeah. used to being like that. It's lonely. a little humbling. Yeah. For and sure. so yeah, it's extremely like, crowded, yeah. loud, hustle and bustle, fun time. Mm-hmm. And then boom, I'm like, oh, this is so lame. <laughs> And that's probably on me. I was just tired. No, but I, I think I think it's a good example of how we can kind of fall into that. You know, we we there's all these str- these kind of roles that we fall into, right? Like right. as a husband yes. and wife, like you're you're working, like I'm dealing with the kids a lot. You know, so it's easy to kind of you want to master those roles, I feel like. And so we can easily get focused and in getting focused, we can like isolate ourselves. Yeah. You know, without and then then not having those connecting points of, okay, kids are going to grow up and get out of here. Like where we need to maintain connection through this season. And you're around other people. You're just, you're not with them. If that makes sense, you're not connecting. Right. And I'm deep levels. Right. And I'm talking about you and I too, like as just a married couple, we need to be connecting. I'm around you and the, and the girls, the kids, but like, if we're not, yeah, and as a couple, yeah. So yes. we're not if we're not connecting like intentionally, we'll miss yeah, it. Yeah, like spiritually yeah. and emotionally and you know, even physically. So it's just like Right. All these these things that were God's so graciously given us stewardship over, we also need to not like okay, I'm just stewarding these things and like our blinders we don't see each other, we're not 
in, in right. touch with each other. We're not, you know, connecting. I think that it can very quickly we'll get somewhere where we don't want to be you know like yeah. i i'm not i don't feel loved by you when we're not when we're alone you know right. exploring those feelings of loneliness is is it's it's a vulnerable vulnerable place to be um and they're easy places to fall into and fall deep into even like you know right. work you know you you have a lot of tasks that you maintain and a lot of things that you do right and so there's there's also that yeah, well, I Chapter, think that I think, whole thing as well. Yeah, I think being alone, being alone mm-hmm. is is like yeah, it, it, it can be it can be your default. Mm-hmm. Or you can actually not be known, right? And I think the it's enemy also, uses that as a tool to to separate us from the right. pack and promote right? yeah. First Peter like, five fear eight and like right insecurities and saying yeah. First Peter five eight says, "Be sober minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour." Have right. you ever watched the Nature Channel? <laughs> You know, you know what I'm getting right, at. Right. It's always the weak one. It's always the the little one. It's always the one who gets separated from the herd. Right. That's it's the like one the that gets tactic that, taken out. Yeah. Right. And so our loneliness and our being separated from each other, in marriage in particular, mm-hmm. is it's a point of weakness. Right. So I, I thought of that because we could be living our lives, going about our our business, doing our jobs, mm-hmm. so to speak, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. I'm making the quote marks. <laughs> uh, and and but not known. I, I could be. You could be suffering. Right. An injury, right? right? You could be suffering your emotional injury. You're just mm-hmm. having a hard time, mm-hmm. you know, or some sort of sin that you that you need to deal with, or something that is weakening you and mm-hmm. injuring you. And here, and, and we're you're separated from the flock, right? Or from the herd, right? And boom. nobody, know, yeah, and nobody knows really what's going on. Right. And and if we don't know what's going on, we can so easily offend somebody and hurt somebody even more, right? Um, and t- and you know, wound them in a way that's that's not promoting healing. It's just hurting them. You know, um, and I, you know, I didn't want to get too much into this, but I, I, I feel like God's been bringing people back into my life and I really want them to like connect to the body of Christ so much. Like they know Jesus, they do like a daily devotional or something, but I want them to like know Jesus and experience community in a vulnerable way. I want them to, to know that they don't have to be afraid to step out of their, comfort zone. I hate saying that, but like stepping out of just their, their life a little bit and allowing other people into their life. Because I feel like sometimes we've been so hurt and we've been so wounded that we're just like, I enough. I just don't want anybody in my life anymore. I don't want to let anybody in. Yeah. I don't want to feel the judgments. I don't want, and it's like, no Christ, he, for, it's for freedom that he came to set us free. Like it's for freedom that he set us free. And so only when we start, I don't know, just connecting into. That's an interesting passage because it's like, he has set us free. Mm-hmm. But like we have to, we are so uh, we, good at like, enslaving ourselves yeah. through like <laughs> set us free. But we, yeah, we haven't through like, idols and disconnection stepped into right. the freedom. It's right. for the freedom. It's like he's broken the chains and we're just hanging out in the in the in the cage and right. the gates wide open. Right. And so I think there's part of it. There's so there's some hurts like right. that. So really walking in the freedom of mm-hmm. you know being known and, and loved in Christ. Mm-hmm. That's huge. I think another part of it is very like psychological mm-hmm. uh, and cultural right. in that the internet has created this weird, like this weird tendency, especially for younger people Mm -hmm. to be introverted and to almost like revel in their introversion and say like, this is just how I am and I can't get past it. Right. And so it's really hard to, um, to, to step out of your comfort zone and to actually go and 
give yourself to community. Right. That's the thing is like right. community doesn't just happen. You have to give yourself to the body right. of Christ. Right. And it's interesting. And so in this podcast I was telling you about, like it takes the counselor guy was saying it takes a level of trust to be vulnerable, but yet you need to, you need to be vulnerable in order to like be able to trust. Right. So there's this, like this tension in this cycle of like one, you have to kind of learn to take these little steps of trust, but that only comes through being vulnerable. And right. like, so it's, it's a scary thing to be vulnerable. It's a scary thing to be actually known and not just known right. from your Facebook, known from your Especially Instagram. Especially when it comes to your marriage. Especially when it comes to your struggles. marriage and when yeah. it comes to all of the, the yuck that you're so, you know, we're just, I feel, I see this, I feel it's like, like on Cinderella when that little mouse, when Gus is trying to gather up all the little corn that she's thrown <laughs> on the ground and he just can't keep it all in his, he wants all oh, of it. And I just feel like. it makes me sweat so I bad. Know. <laughs> but it's like, that is what I feel like sometimes we try to do with our sin and our yuck. We just want to uh, like get all of it together and run away with it and like not let anybody see it and not share it. Like, but I feel like the enemy's like, yeah, stay there. Just do that. You know? And it's like, oh, Because well. he's Lucifer. That's the cat's name. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, shoot. <laughs> and Lucifer just waiting to devour. No. Like a roaring lion or a house cat. <laughs> a big, no, ugly, fat seriously. house cat. <laughs> but he, he, yeah, he's like a lion that's like, yeah. what is his objective? To steal, kill, and destroy, right? And to eat mice. And to eat mice. And no, so- that's so good. Yeah, that's so good. So I, so back to the whole marriage thing, right? So we... The whole marriage, the whole marriage thing. thing how does this apply? <laughs> so it's one thing to be lonely, like from a cultural standpoint and mm-hmm. like we're, we're not being known by, and I think loneliness is a symptom of not being known, mm-hmm. right? It sounds obvious, but like truly being known in like the, the, the biblical, not right. I, like I know my wife, not that biblical sense, but in the sense where you're being, uh, discipled and right. sharpened. Right. So there's that, but then there's also this, this idea of the man, or what, what we call it. We said the, the head helper dynamic, right? right? So again, we're not talking about biblical roles today, right? but I think let's just take for granted the head helper dynamic is a biblical good thing right? that culture not, doesn't always like, but we need to, we need to embrace it as Christian a people. Truth, yeah. It's a truth that's worth kind of hanging our hat on. Yep. So head helper and really embracing that dynamic and knowing that like we are here to have Right. community within our marriage, right? right? We are created in God's image in that you don't have to be married to be a complete person, right? right. I want to make sure that we say that right. in that you can have, you, you can have community in the church right. you can have community in other ways in the body of Christ yeah. in a way that still reflects the character of God. But, mm-hmm. but in the, in the, the marriage relationship is unique. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's the only way, but it is unique mm-hmm. in its expression of the character of God. Mm-hmm. And that's the head helper dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I think embracing that as a, as a couple mm-hmm. can help with some of this. I know whenever we really embrace that, when I, when I know that it's my, my role, I'm going to use that word. Mm-hmm. It's my role to love you as Christ loved the church mm-hmm. and to, to, Give to cherish you, to be like, selfless, yeah. selfless, to look past myself, my mm-hmm. wants, my desires, and to be sacrificial, to actually die to myself mm-hmm. for you. When I embrace that role and do that for you, then I'm coming to you. Right. When you embrace your role as, as, as helper, yeah. not as weaker, right. but as helper to come, to come, I guess, and help me. Right. When you do the same thing in your own way, you're selfless, you're sacrificial, you love in all those ways. Right. And that creates this community yeah. that is, and a lot of couples don't really embrace that. They right. don't, I mean, I'm not like, I'm just musing right now. I'm right. not trying to accuse well, anybody. And it's interesting too, that like it takes, we don't like the word submission. I'm just going to go here for just a sec, but you, okay. <laughs> it takes you submitting right to some of 
to God's word and not your own desires. And oh, when yeah. God asks us as women, as wives to submit to your husbands, there's, it's like, I don't, he doesn't ask just you, just me to submit as a wife. He asks mm-hmm. you to submit and in submission, you're loving me oh, as sure. you're loving the church. And in my submission, I am, you know, helping you. Yeah. Well, like, the, you know, I mean, I can just very tangibly when there's, a, there's instances, instances when I'm frustrated or I'm angry mm-hmm. or just feeling like, I'm just like, whatever you just, yeah. I'm going to make you come to me. I'm not going to come right. to you and initiate right. reconciliation. Right. That is not like, that's where the Holy Spirit like hits me right in the feels right. <laughs> and says, if you, if you want to obey me, this is how this looks. You need right. to put your pride down, right. put your anger aside. Right. You need to go talk to your wife right. in a way that is loving and helpful and, and headed towards to reconciliation. And and, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and there's times when I've obeyed him, right. there's times I've disobeyed him. Totally. And it almost always, I mean, whenever I obey him, obviously it, it goes better for us. Right. <laughs> right. For so sure. There's definitely some of that, like, uh, like submitting right. to the word of God, submitting right. to the Holy spirit. Um, so, so it's, yeah. it's like combating loneliness and combating, you know, loneliness within your marriage is, is really embracing those roles that God has designed and created Ooh. for us. And then that's good. <laughs> that's good. So how, and then combating like loneliness in your community is, you know, taking those, embracing his design for commute for right. And for, taking those steps of, of understanding that we're all, none of us are perfect. Um, that we all sin and that when we, when we are vulnerable to like take a step into community, just don't have, I, I remember Rob saying, you know, when you go to community group, just don't have high expectations. <laughs> and I Rob's thought that was, pastor. I thought, sorry. Yes. I thought that was some of the best advice I'd ever heard. Just lower your expectations. To- <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, just, it, well, it's, it's, it's true, right? Just give it's God, so because we have all these expectations for what a community group should look like, how it should feel. It should be people that were cut from the same cloth with. Right. And it's like, no, actually not like God is, <laughs> it should be diverse. God is, a, it should a, be, yes, he, yeah. we are all different and we are all diverse and we are all valuable and God, we are all a reflection and image bearer of him. And so us being, you know, with, oh, he also, sorry, in this podcast, he was like, you know, if you're coming to community group or you're coming into, you know, a place where you're being known and you don't feel like, you know, you need to share anything or like you don't want to, <laughs> you know, share in your yuck, then I would question like, are you really being known? You know, are you really oh, allowing sure. yourself to be known? I know that seems kind of obvious, but it was really a hit home for me because sometimes I feel like I'm coasting. I'm good. Like right. I can't really find the yuck. And then it's like, if I ask somebody though, I'm sure that they could give me a yeah. good, like, you know, it's, he said also, it's like walking into a room of mirrors. You kind of just see angles that you didn't yeah. see of yourself before. So uh, I'm just thinking of the husband or the wife who's listening to this. Mm-hmm. If they're feeling like, what, what are, I mean, let's just get real, yeah, real, real tangible, tangible. Yeah. What are some ways that maybe you feel loneliness and how do we combat that? So tangible ways to feel loneliness. I'm thinking I'll just start okay. like when I feel like. Uh, my expectations or needs are mm-hmm. not being met sexually. Right. That that tends to turn me inward, where I get really right. like, I get really easily like offended. Right. I get, um, you know yeah. what I mean. I get really just yeah. And as irritable. A, as a wife, I think not feeling loved, like right, it, it kind of is isolating, or I can just right. easily get this ugh, and just like kind of almost like about face and turn my back towards you or something. Cause I just right. want to like, Oh, just, I want to deal with it and check it and like feel better and just not have to, you know, muckle through it or whatever. I just want to like, yeah. So I think that's the, I mean, so there's that. And, and as you're, as you're talking, 
I, as you're talking, I'm realizing that so much of loneliness is, is absence, right? And that sounds mm-hmm. obvious, but absence of any part mm. of your relationship. So yeah. physical absence, yeah. I'm like working too much, just yeah. gone all yeah. the time. A wife or a husband will start to feel lonely. Right. Uh, if I'm emotionally like, absent, yeah. Uh, yeah. Emotionally just aloof and gone mm-hmm. and not actually like engaging with you, yeah. looking you in the eye and yeah. having conversations about things that matter. Yeah. I would even go one step further of having like the absence absence of the presence of God, you know, and like his being aware of him and what his desires are for you, like just basic Bible reading and devotions and communicating spirit, you know, about spiritual things together that. Right. So that would be like a relational, like where you're not, you're relationally not. You're, you're absent. Yeah. Yeah. You're not engaging in a way that's actually meaningful. So it's one, like a lot of couples, we get so busy Mm -hmm. that our conversation ends up being, this has happened to us and. Mm -hmm. Our conversation ends up being just, hey, what you know? What are we having for dinner? Mm-hmm. What time are the kids going to bed? Mm-hmm. When do we need to get them to school in the morning? Right. It's just kind like, of a lot when's of community functional start on things. Wednesday? Yeah. Like when are we doing the? You know, it's just it's all about just to do lists right. and schedules and calendars. Come back to my tasks. Comes back to my word. And then delighting. <laughs> and then it goes even deeper if you start saying, okay, now yeah. we have these. This is a totally different can of worms but you start putting the comparison game in there and now you're like oh we need to get a better car better house and now you're just driving towards something that could take you years to get there and you're working long hours you're doing all this thing to get your house you know ready to sell you know whatever that thing is and before you know it you're like four years down the line and you realize like you're completely alone right and you're living in the same house with strangers Mm -hmm. and and and, And we don't want that god doesn't want that for any of us mm -mm. he wants us to be in he designed us to be intimately like involved with yeah. with him and with our spouse and with our community in so how do we get there in healthy respect so i mean here here's all the answers to this <laughs> we don't have all the answers. all the answers you know this <laughs> but how would we uh here's where i would start i'll put yeah. it this way um if if you're it depends on what what is making you feel alone but i think um cultivating and nurturing your friendship yeah. as husband and wife yeah is huge, right? And that's why we always talk about date nights. That's why we always laugh are, about the office. No, yeah. Well, that's been huge for us. There's been times when that's been the only way that we've really been able to connect quickly. <laughs> yes. Because it gets, it drops our guard. It helps yeah. us laugh. Once yeah. we start laughing, we start, you know, feeling, <laughs> feeling toward each other right. in a way that's aside from whatever right. circumstance we're facing. Right. So getting at each other. So dating shows, all this stuff is just a means to an end. And the mm-hmm. end is you as my spouse mm-hmm. is friendship with you. It's knowing you, you in mm-hmm. a way that's I'm connecting with you. So uh, I'd say start with that. Yeah. Cultivate your friendship. And, and that yeah. that's the objective. But I think the ways you go about doing it are dating and, right. and different ways. I think that cold. Yeah. Cultivating your friendship with each other. So dating intentional time, you know, just doing some fun things together too. And, re- you know, remembering why you like each other, <laughs> Yeah. but then also cultivating those friendships outside of your marriage as well. And, you know, taking inventory, not judging, but saying, okay, these are f- people that I, I want to speak into my life. Like, you know, God's given us each talents and spiritual gifts and things that we need and can develop. And it's like, unless we have those people kind of in our lives, shepherding us and speaking into us. And mentoring us and being known and knowing us and being known by them. That's kind of right. where we're at. So this is one of those topics I think we could spend uh, hours and hours talking about. There's very much, there's, there's nuance to a, it, yes, right? Yes. And it really depends on where the couple or you as a listener are coming from and right. where, you know, where your marriage is at. Yeah. So, there's a lot of factors that play into yeah. loneliness on any level. 
Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. So I think, yeah, wherever wherever you kind of find yourself on the spectrum or where you guys find your, your marriage, um, definitely press into Jesus and press into that the friendship of your marriage. Right. Um, take some steps to, you know, initiate a date night, special things like that. Um, and connect with each other and you know, when you know each other, like I know when I, we're having a, yeah. a solid conversation and not just, yeah. well, okay, well we did that. So that and look fun. back to when you first started dating, why yeah. did you start even, why mm-hmm. were you attracted to each other and mm-hmm. what, and I guarantee it had something to do with your friendship. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just purely physical. Right. That may have been the thing that caught your eye, right. but your friendship is the thing that really said, all right, this is a person I want to spend my life with. Yeah. And so get, getting back to that friendship, I yeah. think is how you, uh, kill this kill yeah. loneliness yeah. so we talk about dating but i think if it's more i mean many couples that's like that might not even seem uh feasible or like intimacy having intimacy might feel like something there's just no way we could do that because we haven't connected in so long and right. we're just you know i'm just so hurt um and if, the, if that's the case then maybe investing in your marriage right. means investing in a, you know a few months of counseling right couples counseling for three months right six months just to diagnose and to start working at some of this so we we create these tangled webs right Mm -hmm. sometimes the other day uh i was watching the girls we were hanging out uh we were doing some crafts and stuff and they brought out this just rat's nest of necklaces (laughs) my goodness yeah like and it's hopeless yeah it feels hopeless yeah (laughs) we feel like our marriage is is just a rat's nest of emotions and hurts and scar tissue and all these different things and you know what i just started doing i started pulling one pulling one of them out Mm -hmm. and i kind of like you kind of just start poking around and pulling and Mm -hmm. and as you start pulling at those strings they start loosening and you start finding you start seeing like you start seeing hope yeah you start seeing order in the chaos yes and i think a lot of times that's what counseling is it's just poking at the right spots knowing that you're those things are going to be untangled but it's not going to be without some 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 work it's not going to be without some intentionality in there so uh again we could go on and on but yeah so don't stay alone if you feel alone don't 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 stay there god's God's created you to connect and have community yeah. and to be known. And that doesn't, don't be afraid. Like God has not given us a spirit of fear, yeah. right? But of love. Yeah. So what's our couple's right. conversation challenge? I think very quickly, I think you guys, uh, you know, if you're a wife listening or a husband listening, to this, just go home and just talk about this idea of uh, loneliness and how you can be proactive yeah. about keeping your friendship strong and yeah. actually growing in your friendship, not just maintaining, but growing yeah. in how, in your affection for one another and your friendship toward one another. Yeah. So, um, we, I think that's our time, but, um, if you've enjoyed this, we would be honored and helped and blessed if you would, um, leave a rating and a review mm-hmm. in iTunes. Um, if you have any questions or anything like that, uh, you can leave those in it. You can go to our website. It's fiercemarriage.com slash podcast. We'd love to hear your, your questions or your stories. Mm-hmm. Um, as we're talking about loneliness, a lot of couples, you have stories mm-hmm. that you that we would be honored to share those on your behalf mm-hmm. to other couples that might be going through that, so they don't feel so alone. Right. Right. They, they so might good. feel. They might. They, your testimony, your testifying right. of what God has done, right. can be a powerful thing yep. in someone's life. Yeah. So we would be honored to pass that along if you give us uh, your story and your permission, um, and all that's all take. It's all taken care of on that form. It's fiercemarriage dot com slash podcast, or you can call in and leave a voicemail too. Two five or wait, what is it? Nine seven one three 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 eleven twenty. Nine seven one three 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 eleven twenty, and I think that's our, our show for today. Selena, do you mind um, closing us out in a in a quick prayer? God, thank you so much for this time that Ryan and I can connect and we can um, walk with these other listeners in knowing you better, God, and being mm. known by you. Yeah, 
Thank you that you created us for community. Jesus, thank you for coming to create peace Mm -hmm. and relationship between us and the Father. You are so good to us, and we are so undeserving, but we are so so grateful for all that you, you give us. I pray for the marriages that are feeling lonely. Holy Spirit, would you prompt them to... And give them courage and strength to, to mm-hmm. take those steps, to have those yeah. conversations, um, to reconnect. Father, and I pray that they would be uh, solid steps on solid solid ground, that path that you put ahead, mm-hmm. Lord. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. And I love you. I love you. You're my, you're my best friend, my mm. favorite person. Favorite person. In all the world, I can easily say that. Same. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. We hope you've, uh, I hope, we hope this episode has blessed you and we will see you in about seven days. Oh, and this episode is? In the can. Gotta do it. All right. Thanks for listening. Stay fierce. Jackpots. <laughs> <laughs>Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.